What's up, everybody? Yusuf Ali here. Thanks for listening to the Meldrick Moments Extended Edition podcast right here on Anchor. And if you want to start your own podcast on Anchor, it's absolutely easy and absolutely free. Let me tell you again, absolutely free. And it's so easy, you don't even need a microphone. I mean, it helps if you have a microphone, but you don't need a microphone because they have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. You don't need a booth. You don't need a studio. All you need is somewhere to sit down and be quiet and start talking. It's great. I recommend it to anybody, first-time users, professional, experienced podcasters, and anybody in between. It's absolutely the best. They have background music intro music, sound effects, kids crying, dogs barking, whatever you need, right there, Anchor, use it right now, tell them I sent you, Yusuf Ali. What's up everybody, welcome back to another Magic Moment Extendo Edition, this is episode number 9, I'm your host Yusuf Ali, live from the driver's side studios, right here in the beautiful, sunny, hot as fuck, Holland Park, California. It is Monday, July 20th. Uh, I wanted to put this episode out a few days ago, but I guess, you know what? I'm glad I didn't, because more shit didn't happen that I would have, you know, been remiss that I didn't talk about on this particular podcast, but you know, just been one of them kind of weeks. Anyway, a couple things. Um, you ever notice you got nice shoes, and like, say you get you some, like, for example, perfect example. The reason I'm even about to tell y'all this: say you get you some dunks, and they dope. And you like, hell yeah, I like my dunks. I'm going to wear them with this. I'm going to wear them with that. But then you find yourself not really wearing them because you found out on StockX or some bullshit like that that they're reselling them for $400. And you're like, damn, when you got them, they was $100. But now they $400 shoes. And that make you be like, Damn, like, like you want to wear them because you like them. But at the same time, are you going to keep thinking like, damn, I got on $400 shoes. Like, I don't want to mess them up. I don't want to undo. When, they, when you thought they was $100 shoes, you didn't give as much fucks. I, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is these resale value, this sneaker culture shit is fucking up the actual fun of having fucking shoes. Like, like goddamn, like, you can't just wear them. Like you all shit you wore, we can now they worthless. Like they still look nice though. But I don't know, man. I, I'm trying to get that out of my head and just like wear my shoes that I buy. But then you end up acting like a fucking collector. It's like them people that buy the fucking action figures that don't take them out the plastic. If you a kid and you got a fucking GI Joe that you can't can't play with, that is fucking torturous. Why, as adult grown men, we are spending our own hard-earned money on shoes and then just leaving them in the box? This is this this sneaker culture shit is crazy, man. And it's like I'm not gonna just go out and just start wearing all my shoes just because I said that because it's true. Just like goddamn, I really want to wear some of my shoes. I just don't want to fuck them up. I don't know, whatever. 
I was watching some shit. It's an old school um, documentary festival, whatever you want to call it. Like a concert on tape. Those used to be the shit. But um, it's Watts Stacks. And they say it's recorded in 72 and filmed in 73. Anyway, you watch it. And it's just a bunch of like uh, black artists talking about. Not even all of them are artists. Some of them are regular people. But you'll recognize a few of them. Like dude from Stafford and Son, dude from uh I forgot what other show the dude from. But you you recognize him and of course Richard Pryor and they just talking about black experiences and shit. And you watch it and it's like that's crazy. They could be they could have made this last week, the shit they were saying. But um especially talk about relationships between black women and and, and black men and and it's just it's just ill. It's ill. Anyway, fast forward. It's a church scene on there. And these girls singing in the church. And I still don't know who they are. I imagine they was a, a group. Maybe not. Maybe they're just some church girls. I don't know. Point is, 26 minutes in, man, if you ever see this shit, it's some of the most powerful singing. And I thought I was tripping. Like, I was watching it. And I was doing regular shit. Just doing normal shit. Normal, what's the day? I think it was like Friday night. I'm just doing normal shit. And... They start singing, and I start crying. And I was like, "Wait a minute, is it? Am I thinking about my mama?" I, like, I don't know. It, but then you watch the tape, and other people in that church is crying and all this kind of shit. And it ain't necessary. Like, what I mean, you have to see this because it ain't like the song is like, "Fuck, I can't even describe." It's just so powerful. It's such a such an ill moment. So then, fast forward again. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch it with Jill. I'm gonna show her that I was watching this. I'm just gonna watch it. Number one, I want her to see how good this singing is, cause it is good singing. And then number two, I want to see if I can watch it without crying. Sure enough, that shit was like a light switch. I put the scene on, and I'm talking about by the time the girl said the last word of the first sentence of the first part of the song. You get, you know how you get that feeling. You know how you, you, you know you're about to cry. That little shake or whatever, that little, sh- little shiver or tr- uh, shrill, fi- whatever the fuck. I can't. The word I'm trying to use to describe that feeling is. You know what I'm talking about. And then, another minute into it, I'm full on waterworks. Not, not like, like I was, the first time I heard it. But more of a, I don't believe this is making me cry like this again. Type of cry. Like, I was talking through it this time. Like, oh, oh, here you go. Look at this shit. Like, and Jill was just like, oh, my God. And it's just like, like a light switch. I was, everything was normal until that song came on. And then, boom, right back to fucking, that shit is crazy. So, I don't know. It's quarantine time. So, maybe that's why it's easier to cry on command. But all I know is. If you're an actor, actress, and you need to do a self-tape, or you need, you got an audition coming up, and you, and it calls for you to be emotional. I'm just saying, watch that fucking scene and that fucking watch text, and I guarantee you're gonna start crying when it's time to start crying. Or maybe it's just me. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, also, I was watching this shit called uh, "Be Gone in the Dark." It's a documentary on HBO. And it's what Patton Oswalt's wife, she was like a crime investigator. She was real on, like a, a crime investigator writer. She wrote about crime investigations. 
Let me get that straight. She wasn't out there trying to solve mysteries and shit like that, putting life on the line. She was out. She was out there though to get all the, you know, make her books amazing. So, and the series is talking about the the San Francisco dude that was like a raper, and um, and they saying at the time, rape was so prevalent that number one, it wasn't even a big charge. People was getting caught raping and then leaving the same like leaving court the same day and shit like that like they didn't they didn't give a fuck about rape like god damn it was so rapey put it like this it was so rapey they had rape style you know how you got rap styles mumble rap street rap sing rap uh spiritual rap whatever the fuck well they had rape styles and everybody had their own signature style. They had one. I ain't going to talk about it in a while. But just the one that stands out. They called him the stinky rapist. Because he obviously was like super B.O.E. dude. Like he didn't take showers. I don't even know if he wiped his ass after he shit. But all I know is. Everybody he raped said the same thing. Like he just smelled horrible. Like that. And he was doing that for yeah, Just stinky rapist. You would think. You know. Surveillance, we can catch this motherfucker in about a week. Just watch, just watch to see who don't walk into the grocery store or who don't go down the soap aisle or when they go in the grocery store, see if we go down the soap aisle. Because you got to eat. You got to eat. If you're going to eat, if you, I mean, because you're out there raping, you piece of shit, you're probably working up a lot of energy. So you got to eat. So the piece of shit raper, just follow him to the grocery store. Two days in a row, he don't go down the soap aisle. Stinky rapist. Now there's another there's other rapists out there caught that was raping. They got caught by various methods, I imagine. I hope. But the stinky rapists? That's fucked up. Um other thing that I wanted to mention before we get the show started. Oh, oh, everybody waiting on Kendrick to drop his tape. And I'm thinking, shit. He didn't already said everything he had to say that's leading up to this point. Everything he didn't already said is like prophecy compared to what's happening now. Or not prophecy, but like like we can go back and listen to the shit that he already said. Like and it won't be like, you know, like no it'll be perfect for the time. So if he come out now, I imagine if I'm Kendrick Lamar and I come out now, I'm just gonna come out and be like, hey, new Kendrick Lamar. Uh, remix to my whole Pimp a Butterfly album, and just add like an intro to every song, and like that's the that's the new album, the new air quotes, and you just be like, yeah, you know, I came out with this, but you know, it's 2020 now, and then the song and the beat drop, and it's like, just listen to his old albums, and then you, we have the new album. Uh, I was taking my walk, and uh. Which is another thing. I forgot. I should have started the show out like that. But I was taking my walk for one of the last times. And I walked past a house. And the outside, like, the outside of the house stink. I guess this would, that would have been a better segue with the stinky rape dude. But look, the outside of the house. How do you, what are you doing inside the house that the whole outside ambient air of the area of your house stink. Like, God damn. What, what the fuck is going on in there? But that's just a thing. And the reason I say one of the last times I was taking my walk. 
It's because I didn't pick basketball back up. And um, it's like I was walking. I walk past the basketball court all the time and see everybody hooping. And I'll be like, why the fuck, why don't I just go hoop? I'm trying to call myself exercising. So, yeah, I'm just going to do that instead. Went and got a ball. I'm shooting around. Man, I tell you. It's a real mental adjustment, I want to say. I don't know if you real, have you ever been good at something and then stopped and then went back to that and then wasn't good at it. Like, you know, you in your mind, you know, you got you got proof. Other people can like contest to your like to to your greatness. But then it's 2020. And it's a good. Let me be as realistic as I can. A good three years since you last ran up and down a basketball court. It probably three or four years before that time. So let's just say in the last seven years, we've attempted to play basketball four times. So now all of a sudden, because it's a pandemic and we got free time and everybody on the exercise and fitness and health shit now, let me go get back into basketball. Man, I'm a sore as fuck. I can't shoot. All my shots missing. Little kids calling me OG. Not even little kids. 23-year-olds calling me OG in school and all this type of shit. And I'm like, damn. Is it my shot? Is it my beard? Are my shorts past my knees? Because, you know, look, the, you know, these motherfuckers are wearing the shorts above their thigh now. So, like, what makes me automatically old school? Like, why are they calling me OG? I only been up here like 10 minutes. But I'm not going to stop going. I will say that. I'm not going to give it up. It's going to be a long roll back. Uh, I'm going to start documenting a little bit of it. And just when I was going good, man, I was making shots, shooting free throws. My form is coming back. The fucking age factor kicked in. And I went to take a shot, and next thing you know, I thought I, I thought somebody had physically jumped on just the left side of my neck and tried to pull the muscle off of it. It was just a jumper. That's all I did. Just a shot. I wasn't trying to dunk. I wasn't trying to do a reverse layup. Just a shot. Next thing I know, crooking my neck or whatever the fuck, pull a muscle. This shit hurt. All I know is that was three days ago, and I've been taking 650 milligram Tylenols, and I think I'm going to take six more today, and I'm going to take one more day off, and hopefully I can get back to the court tomorrow. But um, with that said, let's go ahead and start the show. All right, let's get into some news. Alright, um, I think I touched on a little bit last podcast, but I definitely touching on it right now. Kanye, he had, he had announced he was running for president, and then he changed his mind, and then he didn't change his mind because he really did get on some ballot in Oklahoma or some shit like that, and as of yesterday, July 19th, 
he did this campaign speech, I guess you, if you want to call it that, in South Carolina, and said a bunch of dumb shit. You, quick history. Uh, the name of his party is the birthday party, because, of course, it's called the birthday party. And his running mate is a reverend from Wyoming. I think it's a white lady, but here that's neither here nor there. It's, the fact is, our vice president would be a reverend from Wyoming. So that's his running mate. And fast forward to the dumb shit. He said, Harriet Tubman didn't free the slaves, actually. And he said it with such confidence. You know how people be like, uh, no, Christopher Columbus didn't actually discover America. That's exactly how he sounded when he said that, like a fucking idiot. And then he said, she took him to work for other white people. Okay, okay. Just a, completely ignoring the first part of that dumbass statement, which is completely fucking stupid. Let's just focus on that part of the dumbass statement. Took her, took him to work for white people. Okay, let's say you slave, slave Mary. You know, slaves, we did a lot of shit we didn't get credit for. A lot of inventions, a lot of patents that didn't went un, unnoticed. So, <clears throat> black people worked on the first hot air clothes dryer, right? Okay. So, say you slave Mary. And you drying master's clothes with your new hot air clothes dryer invention. You drying the fuck out of master's clothes in a third of the time. You doing so good that master got you drying... His friends' clothes, they friends' clothes. Master and start a laundromat based on your slave ass hot air clothes drying skills, right? You just doing this. You a slave and you doing it. You doing it. You doing it. You, you a slave and you doing it. Two days later, Harriet Tubman come and say, Hey, I can take you away from here to where black people was free. You can get paid for your skill and get somewhere to stay and put an ad in the paper where you can relocate and try to find your stolen kids. That's probably up here where I'm going to take you anyway. How about that? And yeah, they go, they get these jobs and yeah, maybe they are working for the white man. But you know what they're not doing? Being slaves anymore, you dumb bitch. So I'm just going to leave that there. I'm just leave that there. Because, I mean, given, you know, it's probably like, what, I don't know, 1853. So, yeah, most likely you're going to work for a white man around that time. But whatever. Here nor there. Kanye. Other news. And I ain't going to dwell on this because it's about a week old at this point. But uh, Tory shot Meg. Allegedly shot Meg in the foot. And only thing I want to say about this topic is that I was the first one to make the hacky Harlem Knights connection. And I know it's not the most original thought joke, but it was the only most relatable joke when somebody gets shot in the foot and I knew it was coming. So I jumped ahead of it. Sure enough, everybody did their little Harlem meme, Harlem Knight memes, but like a lot of shit. They copied it from me. So, whatever. Megan put out a statement. And she don't appreciate the shit. The shit ain't funny. Stop doing it. That's that. Um, this should have been bigger news. 
a little kid got drop kicked on a viral video and then nobody get arrested. They talking about the cops and the Brian Taylor and sure enough, arrest them. But what about this little motherfucker that drop kicked this baby? He just walking around. I ain't saying arrest him, but don't she got a big cousin or somebody? He just going to get away with drop kicking? She four years old, man. Okay, she didn't get knocked out. She got right back up. But say, for instance, the dude that was drop kicking the baby, obviously the baby was on the side of the girl who was getting jumped. So the girl who was getting jumped, instead of going and helping jump her, because like I said, it's not right. But that was a big girl. So if you want to inflict damage, go help jump the big girl. The little girl, at the most, the baby can do is punch you with her baby fist. She does not deserve a drop kick for baby fists. That's all I wanted to say about that. Another viral video that needs more attention. It's a dude with no legs and no arms. And he rolling a blunt. And I already did a think piece about that. That's not why I bring that up. What I want to bring up is how come his homeboy is not getting more praise for hanging? You know how hard it is to have a friend with one missing leg, let alone both, and then no arms? How you gonna get two how you gonna get the girls to come? Okay, you know what? I ain't gonna go there. Just shout out to a homeboy that's hanging with the quadruple amputee. Shout out to the girls that fuck with that crew. Oh, oh, this is a big time. Oh, I could have started this, this show with this. Uh, last episode, I called it uh, Every Day is a Holiday. Because I recorded it literally on the July 4th. Not knowing what was to come. After July 4th. On July 4th, while I was recording this. Farrakhan was giving a three and a half hour some speech about the state of America, basically, if you want to call it that. A lot of it was good. I, I, I don't know who watched the whole thing, but you know, you get what you get what you get from it. Fast forward to later on that week. Deshaun Jackson, Steven Jackson, Allen Iverson, Nick Cannon all did some shit. With this new battery in their back charged up by Farrakhan. First, Deshaun Jackson posted some some of the dumbest shit. You know how you, I don't know if y'all have it where y'all stay at, but here in Highland Park, we have these community libraries, which is just a box. It's a box on the street, and there's books in it. You can walk past, you can leave a book, you can take a book. Obviously, Deshaun Jackson got one of these community library-ass books. And highlighted some shit that Hitler said about Jewish people, about black people. And you know it went real bad from there. Then Steven Jackson tried to defend, somewhat defend what Deshaun Jackson was trying to say. Which you get you fucked up trying to think for other people. But that's what he did. And he tried to come to Deshaun Jackson's defense. He fucked up. My main man, favorite player in all time, Allen Iverson, posted a picture of just a picture. He ain't say too much. Like a picture of Black Power Fist of Farrakhan and people got mad at L.I. He immediately took the picture down and apologized. Because, like it or not, 
people associate Farrakhan with anti-Semitism no matter what. Now, that's a whole nother discussion that I'm not about to get into have amongst yourselves. But, fast forward to the king of the fuck-ups this week. Nick Cannon, and it was an old clip, and it was chopped up, but for the most part, the media and everybody got from it, him calling Jewish people, white people, savages. And he was trying to, I think, here I go doing the, the Stephen Jackson thing. What I think he was he was trying to say was that white people are inherently violent by nature or some shit like that. And if that's the point he was trying to make, my thing is just stick to more relevant factual examples. Stick to the eradication of Native Americans since 1492. Just go from there. Just go from there. You could just have an hour-long discussion just about that. But no, nope, nope. Nick Cannon wanted to go to the Caucasus Mountains and the Dr. Jacoby, Jacoby or whatever the fuck this dude's name is that's supposed to quote-unquote invented white people and, and all this shit and all this shit that you say in the barbershop and the 17% nation dudes say on the corners of Philadelphia streets in Harlem or wherever the fuck else these guys be with these fucking... Black Jesus posters and and I do what you got to do, man. Do what you got to do. I'm not about to be on the religion shit. Go ahead with all that. All I'm saying is, if you want to argue about anything with with race, just stick to the history and stick to the facts, and you will win every time. Once you start bringing all that extra shit, that's where you go left, and that's where you fuck up. So just just take it. Just that's all I got to say about that. And um, think lastly in news, I think I say I think because you know I'm high as shit. Oh yeah, yeah, this is it. This I got I got to mention this Spirit, Spirit, my beloved Spirit Airlines. They made the news twice. First, first they did a good thing. <laughs> they picked up. They had some family, I guess, stranded because they was flying somewhere that they didn't need a passport. Ended up stranded somewhere where they did need a passport. They was fucked up. Spirit said, you know what? We're going to go pick them up. Sent an empty plane, just a single, whole big-ass plane, just to pick up this family and dropped them off in Puerto Rico. And they got home from there and everything was sweet. And Spirit was the hero. And Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. And then 36 hours later... Video come out of spirit employees versus passengers in the fucking terminal. All out brawl. Motherfuckers throwing luggage. Multiple paper cuts from tickets. All type of shit going on. Because they want to act a fool at the spirit airport terminal. And now spirit getting the black eye again. Getting the pie in their face. And all I want to say is this. Y'all talk all that shit about spirit and... Frontier, whatever the fuck, all that, it's the same thing, Spirit Frontier, whatever, they, you talk all that shit, the little planes, and blah, 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 I'll tell you one thing, you, I'll tell you one motherfucking thing about Spirit, the motherfuckers land, I done did, uh, I don't know how many trips, and you know what else I'm doing, this motherfucking podcast right now, why? Because that motherfucker landed smoothly. So I don't give a fuck about the ride. Ain't no snacks. Ain't no peanuts. Ain't no in-flight movies. 
I walked away. So, Spirit, you good with me. And um, last thing in news, this is a big deal. And I know I shitted on them in the past. But the, the Fabulous and the Jada Kiss battle brought me back. It got me in. It got me in. I got to watch that. Um, they got uh, DMX and Jay-Z, and that's going to be good. They say it's going to be a... I don't know, whoever you're going for. A lot of people say Snoop's going to watch them, but I just know it's a couple undeniable Snoop records that cannot be beat no matter what DMX play. But I'm looking forward to it. So that should be good. And let's, let's, do, let's do a little bit of sports. Just a little bit. Uh, this week in sports, of course, is quarantine. So, ain't a lot of shit popping. Um, OBJ did Victor Cruz podcast, which is funny because OBJ, you know, he came in and basically took over Victor Cruz. Once he got to the New York Giants, Victor Cruz was a, was a wash, was a wrap. And now OBJ is playing for my beloved Browns. The only reason I bring this up because on the podcast he was talking about how now he got his hair, his hair back blonde and he ready to be, get back to old OBJ. He ready to tear shit up. So, I'm excited. Only thing is, I just honestly don't think they're going to have a season. Like, if you ask me on a scale from 1 to 10, 10 being most sure and 10 and 1 being most unsure, I would have to say I was somewhere around the 4, four and a half, five range as far as if they're going to play this year. But, you know, whatever. Uh, go Browns, no matter what. Yeah, uh, according to who is going to play, they got basketball starting back up. And remember last week we was talking about, or last episode I was talking about the, the names on the back of the jerseys. And, you know, our, my, our imaginations ran wild. But, unfortunately, that's not the case. They have pre-approved messages for the players to wear. And LeBron was like, man, fuck it. That's not what I wanted to say. I wasn't. I, I did. I was. I was looking forward to what LeBron was gonna have to say on his jersey. Probably he's gonna say some shit like, um, I, "I shouldn't have passed George Hill." Some. I don't know. Something along that lines. I was hoping he was gonna say, but instead, he just said, "You know, I'm just gonna put my name on the back." Kyle Corbin went with one of the approved messages, which is "Black Lives Matter." I imagine a lot of people gonna have the "Black Lives Matter" because it's trendy. Why not put "Black Lives Matter" on your jersey? And that's just. It's going to help you sell a jersey, especially if you're a white player. I imagine that Ty- Tyron wouldn't necessarily buy a Kyle Cora jersey, necessarily, but he might buy one that say Black Lives Matter on the back. I'm just, I don't, I don't know. Could be a marketing strategy. He could, be honest. Whatever. I like that uh, Jimmy Butler with the Malcolm X route. He don't want no name on the back of his jersey. You say this shit ain't our name anyway. So, fuck that shit. Leave my shit blank. So, I'll fuck around and get a Jimmy Butler jersey just because of that. And speaking of names, you know, they're coming out. They're they finally going to change the Redskins name and all this with the Indians and all that shit. And fair enough. Fair enough. All the native shit. They taking the Indian, uh, I mean, taking the... Uh, the fucking tomahawk off the Braves jerseys might even change the name. Period. Who knows? They doing. They getting. They cleaning up all the Indian shit. Like we can't take away. We can't give you back the land. But we can at least take these 
bitch ass names off the fucking jersey. So they doing that. But my question is why are we stopping there? A lot of racism in a lot of these names, and I know y'all know it, it's very blatant. It's not even, I didn't even have to stretch. I was thinking, let me look at some of these names and see where I'm going to have to, if I'm going to have to stretch and do some comedy and be all extra funny and try to be witty and all. No, I didn't. I didn't. This shit is very in your fucking face. The 76ers, the Philadelphia 1776ers. Shit wasn't right in 1776. Y'all already trying to cancel July 4th, so Cancel the fucking Sixers jerseys. Not my Irishman jersey, of course. Everything past the Irishman jersey. And then other than that, you know, fuck that shit. Uh, and then, you know, the Vikings, the Patriots. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is a Viking other than a white dude that came to pillage and destroy and cause destruction and harm and terror? What the fuck, a Viking? Same thing with the Raiders and the Buccaneers. The, Raider, the Raiders sign is a white man with a knife in his mouth what the fuck is that y'all so mad and worried about the the redskins what about this violent ass white dude on this fucking raiders helmet take that shit off and then the celtics what the fuck is a celtic that's some other white pride white shit that's fucking don't got nothing to do with the the, the better of the country and then the pay like i said the patriots and then the the okay okay maybe i'm stretching with the wizards but Think about a wizard. Think about a wizard. Think about a wizard. You either think about Mickey Mouse or old white man. Either way it go, change that shit. Um, the 49ers, another old white man. Fucking trying to get gold in 1849 where digging for gold. That wasn't everybody. That wasn't all inclusive. They wasn't letting black people get gold. That's racist. Fuck that shit. Change that shit too. And then the, the Packers. That's named after a, a factory. They named that the the fucking factory was the the packing factory, and you know what? You know what? I'm pretty sure it was not. It was a lot of racial shit going on in that job. I'm pretty sure the black people probably got paid less to work there than white people that work at that packing factory, even if they have black people working there in the first place. So I'm just gonna go out and say, okay, maybe that is a stretch. Maybe the Packers is a, a, a stretch, but change that shit too. Fuck the Packers. And my favorite one. For nine years, I've been calling for this. For nine years. It's the first podcast. First time I ever recorded on a podcast. Y'all can hear me say this. The most racist name in all of sports. The Utah Jazz. Quick. Name three black people that was born in Utah. You can't do it. The Utah Jazz. Think about jazz. Who you think about? Miles Davis. Louis Gillespie. Do you know a white jazz player? Tell me one. Don't you say Kenny G. Don't you say Kenny G. Kenny G is light-skinned. Now tell me somebody else. That's it. Nobody. So how the fuck are you going to call yourself the Utah Jazz when you can't even recreate, do a fucking, fucking Asher and Simpson fucking cover band, let alone form a jazz ensemble? Let's get to the dedications. All right, let's do some quarantine slash protest chronicles. Y'all like my new uh, uh, quarantine chronicles intro sound? I like that. I thought it it's on some drum shit, on some protest shit, like drums and protests, whatever. Um, okay, like they doing some crazy shit in Portland. People 
They send FBI people jumping out and throwing motherfuckers in unmarked cars and vans and trucks and all this type of shit. So they got some video of it. And they're doing it because they still protest. I know motherfuckers think that they're not because the media don't show it. Like, motherfuckers ain't looting and burning, tearing shit up and burning shit. But they are still in the streets. Shout out to everybody that's still in the streets. But they fucking people over. And like, because another article said that protesters have been rammed into over 30 times this year. And that's not even counting the police. The police do this shit too. I'm talking about just regular motherfuckers. So it's like, God, like, people don't, it's fed up. Like, this shit, so it's working, though. It's pissing people off. Like, shit, like I said, y'all, people are, like, tripping on the little tiny changes, the little the little shit that they changing, the black shit that's being changed and all this type of shit. It's, and I'm saying, I take it. It's baby steps. They little changes, but they all going to sum up to one big change. You got to do little shit. You got to start somewhere. You got to start chipping off the small shit, you know, just, you know. You know, to take a big job and try to eat the whole fucking Twinkie. You got to take bites of the Twinkie. You know, they're giving us bites of the Twinkie, motherfucker. So, take the bites. And uh, other than that, um, California is back to phase one as far as the quarantine shit. As far as, I don't know what that means because ain't shit changed from what we was doing. So, uh, I don't know. I guess that means that. I think the gym's closed back. I think I def I definitely saw that. So people was complaining about that. Other than that, shit, uh, we back to just buying weed and groceries. So we gonna do that the rest of the year anyway. Quarantine or not. Uh, they saying that uh the check's supposed to stop, the six hundred dollar supposed to stop this month, but then literally the day they talk they're supposed to meet up about it with the congress people and so i don't know what's going on maybe um, by the next podcast we have some good news concerning some extensions or good news because you know whatever it's all good. it's all perspective really uh, and the last thing uh you know as far as like i said changing black shit band-aid came out and Decided to come out with some skin tone band-aids. The good kind. Because remember, remember they tried to, they already tried to eliminate racism. Because, you know, before skin tone band-aids was whatever that, you know, the the the, the peach color like in the crayon box. When you got to color in a white person on your, when you're little and you're coloring, you go to get that peach crayon. So, that was the so-called skin tone. Oh, no. Actually... I forgot when if you had money, if you had the sixty-four pack, they actually had flesh. They had a flesh crayon that was basically for white folks or the the, the barges. So I don't know who I did. A, I know somebody who did a project on the barges. I'm anyway. So Band Aid came out with some shit where Band Aid came out with some shit where it was supposed to end racism. And just be like a clear band-aid. They're not in racism, but you don't do their part. We just gonna have a clear band-aid. But of course, the clear band-aid, if you ever tried to use the clear band-aid, it was shitty. It didn't stick. It didn't hold. The stick, the sticky didn't stick. I don't know why, but it just didn't. So you end up using the so-called flesh color band-aid anyway. Fast forward to all this shit happening. Band-aid come out with some flesh color band-aids. That's going to stick. And then this girl got mad. She got mad 
because she didn't get recognized first. Because she, she told them to do it already. And they only doing it because they doing it because now. I don't give a fuck. They doing it. So what they shout you out? Do you work for Band-Aid? What you want? A, a fucking a free Band-Aid or something? Shut the fuck up. It got done. Shout out to Band-Aid for putting some brown Band-Aids that work. And um, other than that, stay home, stay safe, wash your hands, and don't share blunts. All right, this is my favorite part of the show, the dedications. It's really dedicated to the to people who inspire us to do the right thing. Not necessarily that we're doing the wrong thing. But you might be questioning something that you did. Like, man, did I fuck up? But these people let you know that, no, nah, you didn't fuck up. You didn't fuck up as bad as you thought you did compared to these motherfuckers. So basically, this is a feel-good part of the show <laughs> without saying it. But um, the first dedication... It's kind of tragic. It's a tragic... Because somebody had to die. But at the same time, somebody didn't have to die. 15-year-old dude died in Mongolia. In Mongolia. I think I had to repeat that so y'all can know. So it make more sense what I'm about to say. He died from the bubonic plague. That sounds like some shit. That's only some shit out of a storybook or some like a fantasy or some the bubonic plague. That's some shit. It's still a thing. Still a thing. Apparently, rodents carry. So how did he get it? This motherfucker ate a marmot, and I had to figure out what's a marmot because it sounds. If you don't know what a marmot is, it sounds like escargot or some shit you're supposed to eat. No, a marmot is a big ass rat. This motherfucker ate a big ass rat. And caught bubonic plague and died, man. Out, we supposed to feel bad. It was a rat. Under in what circumstance? Out, you ain't no rat, no mouse, no guinea pig. What the fuck? Nothing good can come from something you gotta catch on hardwood floors to eat. So, I didn't even put his name. Maybe because he was fifteen. Maybe because he's a fucking idiot. But I don't know his name, so dedicated to him. And um, this is this is actually this another this other dedication. This is great. This was this was everybody was talking about Jada and Will in August while this was going on. Meanwhile, a Russian they say she a influencer. I don't know if you're in Russia. I guess you know who she is. I don't. I don't. I don't know who she is. She the shit on Russian Instagram. She decided to leave her 45-year-old husband to fuck around with his 20-year-old son. Like, that sounds like some Maury, Dr. Phil, Oprah, Jenny Jones, Jerry Springer shit, but it's really happening. They Like, the same day she filed for divorce, they on taking pictures and shit all loved up, coupled up, hugged up, and all this shit. In dedication, I'm not mad at her. I'm not mad at the son. I'm mad at his dumb ass for not seeing the signs. How do you not know your son is fucking your wife? How many times you got to catch her in his room? How many mother-son dances they got to go to at the bar? They, you know they don't do that shit at the bar, right? They don't do that shit at the local bar. They don't just have mother, mother-son mother dances. But if you're going to keep falling for that, 
And they, they put his name, but it's Russian, and I don't know it. And I'm not about to fuck it up. So his name is, let's just say, let's call him Drago the fucking idiot. Y'all know Drago. All right, Rocky, Bullwinkle. Ain't one of them Russian. They got something to do with Russia. I'm high. Dedications. All right, y'all. That's another episode of Meldrick Moment, extended episode number nine. Thank you for riding with me, flying with me, being high with me, all that shit with me. Um, shout out to the likers and the and the retweeters and the sharers and the favoriters. With an extra, extra, extra shout out to the sharers and the retweeters. Like I said, the people that like it be like, yeah, I like this shit. This is my shit. But the people that retweet it be like, man, I want everybody to know that this is my shit. So I fuck with y'all. I, I fuck with everybody, but I, I really, really... Fuck with y'all. Thank y'all. Um, this is a good week. A lot of shit happening. A lot of shit, shit still happening. So, next podcast might come quicker than this one came from, you know. You know what I'm trying to say. But, uh, other than that, shit. Like I always say, y'all, do unto others, man. Treat everybody like you want to be treated. And then this shit. The, the world will be a lot smoother, man. Trust me, it will, man. Don't don't even worry about it. Just do it with full integrity. Remember, integrity means doing the right thing even when nobody is looking. So just treat everybody the way you want to be treated, man. And I'm telling you, I'm, trust me. Trust me when I say this. It'll help with your stress. And it'll help with your fucking mental health. It'll help with your give-a-fuckness levels. Man, it's just, it's amazing. Between that and serenity prayer, I don't know where it works more. But um, until next episode, man, stay high, stay safe, go Browns.